millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Breaking Down Bad Books, a podcast analyzing trashy bestsellers from a literary perspective. And today we're looking at chapter... Oh, what is it? Chapter... Chapter 8! Of 365 days. Wow, I'm totally not prepared. Sorry, that <laughs> that little spiel that I do every single episode caught me off, <laughs> caught me unawares. So we're looking at chapter eight, where we left off chapter seven. She got on a boat in Rome and she hadn't seen What's-His-Face in a couple of days. So she missed him and then, uh, then she fainted. She seems to have fainted. She She ran down the steps and that was the last thing she remembers, she says. And much like the end of chapter one, we just skip over the interesting bit. And now we're here with her hearing someone say, breathe, breathe, Laura, can you hear me? And it's a voice growing clearer every moment. How many times does she does this where she hears a voice and it ends up being Massimo? Like just say Massimo. Who else would that voice belong to? Fabio, the ship captain? I doubt it. Then she vomits, spitting out something salty. And then Massimo's like, can you hear me, baby girl? He does a lot of baby girl work this chapter. Like, maybe not call her baby girl. That's creepy. So the man in black, ugh, Massimo, he's hovering over her and his clothes are all wet and he's not wearing his shoes. And Fabio is there. So Fabio passes her a towel and Massimo wraps her in it and he carries her across the yacht through all the decks until they reached a bedroom where he puts it down. And so she's, she's in shock, she says, and she's utterly clueless about what had happened. So she says, what happened? And Massimo says, you fell from the deck. <laughs> Thank God we weren't going faster and that you fell to the side of the boat. Still, you nearly drowned. <laughs> so she actually fell off the boat. <laughs> like, I don't know if I was expecting that. I would have thought if she was just walking down some stairs and she fainted, she'd fall on the floor because they have rails. Like I watch Below Deck and Below Deck Med, which is a fantastic program, by the way. You've really got to get on that if you're not watching that. And all of the mega yachts that they have, have safety rails. They're not on an open pontoon. But no, she she fell off the boat, which is hilarious. What a funny, funny image. And then Massimo says, God damn it, Laura, I feel like killing you myself now. At the same time, I'm so happy you're alive. And <laughs> she touches his cheek and she says, 
you saved me. <laughs> like she's all touched. And I'm like, he just said he felt like killing you. But yeah, all right, he saved you. What a gentleman. So what does she do? She wants to have a shower. She loves showering. And he says, I can't allow you to do that by yourself. Just five minutes ago, you weren't even breathing. If you need it so badly, I'll wash you. And also, yeah, why do we think she fainted? So she had been smashing back the champagnes. That's par for the course with Laura. Is it this heart condition that has been mentioned? If so, when are we going to fucking address that heart condition? Or when is she going to realize, perhaps, that she should stop drinking so much champagne when she has a heart condition? I mean, there used to be a doctor on call. Let's ring him up. Let's get his advice. So Laura's like, ah, well, he's already seen me naked, so I may as well let him wash me. So he gets naked and then he strips her down and he realizes that she's not wearing any underwear. And he says, you don't have your panties on. And she says, how astute of you. And he says, Ugh. so that they're just having a little fight over her not wearing underwear. Like who gives a shit, mate? Who gives a shit? She's allowed to not wear undies. Like, is this a crime? Is it a crime? People don't wear underwear sometimes, you know, Massimo. Like, I know you bought her 800 pairs of lace, thin lace, thick lace, white lace, pretty lace undies, but that doesn't mean she's obliged to wear them all the time. So Massimo puts her in the bath. He starts washing her body, not skipping a spot. And then he's washing her hair, just stripping away all those natural oils. And then he towels her off and carries her to bed. And with a button on a remote control, he made the shutters roll down the windows, shading the room. And man, I'm jealous. I love that. Nothing better than shutters that just block out every scrap of natural light. I once stayed somewhere in Spain and they had those shutters and I've never slept better. Never slept better. I slept into like 11 a.m. and I thought it was six o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh God, I better get up the whole day ahead of me. Now the day was passed because I slept in so long because of those shutters. Still had a siesta an hour later, but my point is those electric shutters, they're great. They're great. But it sort of backfires on her because then she wakes up terrified, panicking, and she doesn't know where she is. It's because she can't see anything because of the blackout blinds. So that's the down, downside to those shutters. But in any other circumstance, yeah, it's great. So she turns on the light and she's just noticing the room for the first time. Like I, I, she was in it last night with the light on, but I guess she doesn't register. So she says, there was white rounded sofas in the living room, perfectly complemented by the black floor. Ugh, white sofas in this book. It's just, ugh. the interior was minimalistic and very masculine. Yeah, because nothing says minimalistic like black flooring and white couches. And there's flowers in vases perched on top of bright columns And even the flowers seemed masculine. It it doesn't sound minimalistic to me, but okay. Nothing says minimalistic quite like floral decorations. So she puts on a bathrobe over naked skin. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And she leaves and the corridors were wide and well lit because she's looking for Massimo, you see. But she has no idea where she's going and all these corridors are so confusing. (laughs) She's acting like it's a huge cruise ship. Like it's, I know it's a big yacht, but like, will there really be that many corridors? 
in this big yacht. At least on this floor with this giant living room, I doubt there's that many other rooms to have lots of corridors leading in and out of. The way she's describing it, it's reminiscent of, you know, the Titanic when Jack's handcuffed to that pipe and Kate Winslet's running around with the axe and she's going in the corridor, out of a corridor. There's little armoires floating past. She's describing it like that. Oh, just a sea, a sea and a maze of corridors. Bitch, it's a yacht. I imagine it's one corridor, but whatever, whatever. So she finally gets to the deck that she remembers with the glass floor, remember? (laughs) This fucking yacht. And oh, she heads towards the semi-roofed lounge. (laughs) And then she hears a voice from the darkness. Oh, a voice. Who could the voice belong to? It's Massimo, of course. And he's sitting in a jacuzzi, but she still calls him the man in black. So I assume he's wearing a black speedo. And he says, I can see you're feeling better. Care to join me? (laughs) She just got showered and now she's hopping into a jacuzzi. And Massimo's taking a sip of amber liquid from his glass. That's another thing that's repeated all the time. It's always an amber liquid. So she's staring at him and she's realized that she's missed him for the past few days. So she drops her bathrobe on the floor and Massimo watched in rapt attention, his jaw working rhythmically. So he's just in the jacuzzi and he's watching her get naked and his jaw is working rhythmically. What's he doing with his jaw? Is he grinding his teeth? What a bizarre reaction to seeing someone get naked. Anyway, so she hops in the tub, she sits on his knees and presses herself against him. And I assume she's sitting like cowgirl style, not reverse cowgirl style, because then she's running her hand through his hair and he's moaning and closing his eyes, etc. He grew harder beneath her, of course. (sighs) Then there's some tongue work. And he's grabbing her ass and then she says, I've missed you. And then he's like, well, is that how you display your longing? Because if this is your way of saying thank you for saving your life, baby girl. I can't accept it. I won't do it with you until you're absolutely sure you want it. So I guess he's saying, look, I can see you're trying to have sex with me, but I'm, I'm pulling away because of the whole hashtag consent thing. But that hurt her feelings, I guess, because now she's jumping out of the jacuzzi. See, this is dumb. So she jumps out of the jacuzzi. She grabs her bathrobe and throws it over her shoulders. And, and she wants to cry. She feels so ashamed. Not sure why. It's not like he rejected her. Uh, uh, the, conf- the conversation was very confusing. But what does she do? She gets out of the jacuzzi. She doesn't towel off. She's fully wet. And then she runs down the stairs. Now, she just fell off the boat. This bitch, a few hours ago, was running down the deck slipped because she wasn't wearing proper footwear and then she tumbled over the edge of the boat. Hit a lot of railings, broke a lot of shit. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm on the mend. You know, I just got some pins in my legs. Believe it or not, pins in my legs can still do this. (laughs) All right, a mate fell off a cruise ship. Oh, but I'm back. Shit. Yeah, oh shit. Yeah, oh shit. Took a hard, hard, violent fall, kind of pinball down, hit a lot of railings, broke a lot of shit. I didn't, I'm not gonna say I survived, I'm gonna say I thrived. I met a dolphin down there, and I swear to God, that dolphin looked 
not at me, but into my soul, into my goddamn soul, Annie, and said, I'm saving you, Megan. Not with his mouth, but he said it, I'm assuming telepathically. We had a connection that I don't even know if I can, ex oh, Jesus. Hey, shut my mouth. And now she's getting out of the jacuzzi, not toweling off, just throwing a cursory bathrobe over her shoulder, and then she's running. Bitch, you're gonna slip. And then once she's down the stairs, she's lost in the labyrinth of passageways. Oh, she's lost in the labyrinth. Ah, she says, all doors looked the same. How many doors could there be? So then she goes into one of the rooms, she feels for the light switch, and then she realizes that this isn't the place she had been looking for. And then the door closed behind her and she heard the click of the lock and she freezes, she turns around and there's Massimo saying, I love it when you touch my hair. So he really got the jump on her. He caught up quick. He must've been running with wet feet as well, but he didn't fall off the side of the boat. So <sighs> that's one for Massimo. Oh, and so then Massimo snatches the sash of her bathrobe and tears her only cover away. Now, are we led to believe that she did up the bathrobe in her mad dash from the jacuzzi? She tied the sash while she was in the labyrinth of passageways? I don't know. But he, we're, we're meant to just accept the fact that she did up the sash. And now he's undone the sash. And even though she was just running from him, she's now inexplicably pressing herself against him, feeling him naked, wet and hot. And then they kiss him. So he picks her up, takes her over to the bed. What room are they in? She said it wasn't the room she was looking for, but now Blanca's just narrating it as if it's the bedroom. <sighs> he puts her on the bed and then he's just standing, standing over her, staring at her. So she lifts her arms above her head, spreading them to her sides, showing him her helplessness, but also her trust. This is some heterosexual nonsense. I don't understand how... She sat on his lap in the jacuzzi and he's like, oh, do you really want this? And then she ran away and now he's caught up with her. And all he said was, I love it when you touch my hair. And she's like, all right, here I am helpless and trusting. Why would she trust him? He kidnapped her. He's killed someone. He shot off a guy's hands at the strip club. I mean, does that not indicate that he's a bit volatile? a bit insecure, a bit too quick to fly off the handle to quote Glinda the Good Witch. And he says, if we do it now, I won't be able to stop. You know that, right? If we cross this line, I'll fuck you whether you like it or not. So he's like, yeah, I'm all about consent. But once consent is given once, that means you're consenting for the rest of your life. That's his logic. And she's like, the way he said it sounded like a promise. And that ignited her passion. And she says, so fuck me. <laughs> wow. It's quite Shakespearean when you think about it, isn't it? So then he's muttering something in Italian. She can see his throbbing erection. So she puts her hands on his buttocks and pulls him closer and then grabs his manhood. So her hands were just on his buttocks, but then she's grabbing his manhood. That's a, that's a quick bit of handiwork. And she says, oh, it was amazing, thick and hard. So she trailed her fingers down its length. And then she says, put your hands on my head and punish me. Oh boy. 
And he says, are you asking me to treat you like a whore? Is that what you want? And she says, yes, Don Massimo. So then it says that she, okay. And then it says that he shoved his swollen cock into my mouth. Swollen. The word swollen generally doesn't have a positive connotation. Like when I think of swollen, I think of like, if you hit your thumb with a hammer, your thumb might swell up. But no, his his dick's swollen. So like, immediately my mind goes to, oh my God, he's got a swollen dick. Has he got chlamydia or something? But no, it's just her slang for erection. Anyway, well, apparently it's it's really getting into the back of a throat. Oh, but then she's picking up the tempo. Dot, dot, dot. He's panting, hands balling into fists. And then she felt him growing even larger in her mouth. Like, I don't know if that's scientifically possible, Laura. It was already swollen. Like, how much more swollen can you get from being just swollen? Oh, but she delighted in him, she says. And she wanted to prove to him, to show him that holding him in her mouth, she held all the power, which is not the case. Uh, he's still your captor. And so then she's picking up the pace. He's like, slow down. And she's like, over my dead body. So she's, she's not slowing down. So he pulls out and pushes her away. (sighs) And, And then he pushes her over on the bed, turning her onto her belly. Don't say belly. And then he says, relax, baby girl, as he licks, licks two fingers. And then he slides them both inside her and she narrates, two fingers were all it took to fill me. (sighs) To fill me. And I get the impression from the way that she's describing Massimo's turgid member that it's bigger than two fingers. So she's, she's in for a world of hurt if two fingers have filled her. And let's move on. So he says, I think you're ready. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. She's feeling anticipation, uncertainty, fear, desire, all of that crap. And then he slowly enters her and she could feel each and every inch of his thick phallus. She said the word phallus. Yeah, 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 stuff happens. Uh, okay, I'm still reading it. Uh, I'm not gonna say that out loud. I'm not gonna say that out loud gonna skip over that bit. Uh, Rippling waves and exhaling with relief. Knees spread. Okay, so he uh, raises her hips and he says, show me that beautiful ass of yours whilst caressing her asshole. So she's startled by that. And she says, was he going to try something I wasn't ready for? So yeah, he wants to try anal and she's not ready for it. She says, Don. (laughs) I love how she's just calling him Don as if that's his name. Like his name's Donald. And so she's looking back fearfully at him. So he grabs her hair and pushes her head into the pillow and says, don't worry, baby girl. We're going to get there, but not tonight. So let all your fears be eased, Laura. Nothing more comforting than a, a head getting shoved into a pillow. And then he's pushing himself against her, bending her spine so that her bust, oh, okay. And then he pushed himself against her, bending her spine so that her butt thrust upward. Okay, so a bent spine doesn't sound particularly comfortable. Then he's uh, fucking her from behind. Okay, 
And she loves that position, she says. Okay. Then he bends down a bit, sliding one hand over her clit. And she spreads her legs even wider so he could play with her. I am so confused. Is this what straight sex is like? Because it's all news to me. Ah, that's just a lot of, a lot of body parts just in places I didn't expect them to be, to be quite frank. Uh, And then he says, open your mouth. And he's pushing his fingers between her lips. (sighs) I don't know how he has access to her mouth area, but I I guess he's reaching around. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So he's, okay. So he's getting her to lick his fingers so so then he can put those fingers uh, to rub her pussy. She says he was an expert and knew perfectly well where to aim his hand to take me to the brink of ecstasy. She's loving it. She's calling out in Polish and he says, not yet, I want to see you orgasm. So he flips her over. Something about a rapture. Uh, she's screaming, something about hips moving. Oh, then she says he impaled her again. She loves the old impaling. Very violent imagery. Very, very, very violent. Oh, and then there's a wild howl coming from her sweaty body. Ah, oh, I mean. What? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <sighs> then there's more body part rearranging. Uh, and then she says, come on my belly. I want to see it. <sighs> Stop saying belly. And then he's got her by the wrists and he says, no. And he picks up the pace. And then a while later, she felt him spilling inside her with a warm wave. I don't know what I hate more, spilling or warm wave. They're both disgusting. A warm wave. Now, if that doesn't put you off from going to the beach ever again, I don't know what will. A warm wave. Anyway, the point is she's freaking out. She freezes because she knows that he knows that she's not using birth control. And he didn't stop coming for a long time and he fought her as she thrashed wildly to escape his sweet seed. Sweet seed. I mean, first of all, she doesn't know it's sweet. It could be battery acid for all I know. Anyway, she is frantic and freaking out and he collapses his body onto her and pins her down and she can't get up. And then she says, Massimo, what the hell are you doing? You know, I'm not on the pill. Does he know that? Have they ever had that conversation? They must've. Anyway, he laughs and he stares at her as, okay, all right. He laughs and propped his head on his hands, staring at her as she jerked and fought. So if his head is in his hands, he's not pinning her down. So I don't know what she's jerking and fighting. But he says, you're right. You can't trust those things, meaning the pill. But you have a contraceptive implant, see? And then he touches the inside of her left bicep. And there's a short tube barely visible under her skin. And he says, When you were asleep that first night, I ordered it implanted. I didn't want to risk anything. It'll work for three years, but you could remove it after the first. And he explained all this with a smile. A fucking smile. What a psychotic person. You can't just go and put contraceptive implants in people's biceps without their consent or knowledge. Also, he doesn't trust the pill but he trusts the implant. Like what, what studies has he been doing about contraception? Are these peer reviewed studies that, that have led him to believe that the pill is unreliable, but that the implant's so much better. Where are these facts coming from Mus? And I have never had the implant contraceptive bar thingy put into my bicep. I have seen friends who have had one and they would sort of play with it in their arm, which is a bit gross, but they would like wiggle it a little bit under the skin. So they like could feel it. She's been there for a few weeks. I don't know what days they're up to in the 365. Maybe they're at 323, but so it's been a while and she hasn't noticed the contraceptive implant in her arm. Is that unrealistic? Can some of my female listeners please chime in and let me know? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm buying the fact that she didn't know it was there. To be fair to Laura, she, she didn't know to look for it. 
she had no idea about it. So who knows? But he's a psycho for getting that done. And that doctor's got a lot of splaining to do. I mean, did the doctor at least check that the, that the implant wouldn't interfere with her heart medication for her heart condition? What a psycho. She must be feeling pretty violated, right? But he's just said all this while smiling and she says, that was the first time I saw him smile like that. Like what? So like she's enamored by him. She does say that she's livid, satisfied, but livid nonetheless. Like, why do you need to say you're satisfied? So then she says, will you get off me? And he says, unfortunately, I won't be able to do it for a while yet. It would be hard to fuck you from a distance. So is he implying that he's just going to stay inside her for round two? Roll over and let her have a fucking breather, mate. And then he says, when I saw your face for the first time, I didn't desire you. I was terrified by that vision. Okay, it wasn't her. It was a vision. You're right about that, but you didn't actually see her face. He says, with time and with your portraits all around my house, I began to notice the details of your soul. He's saying it like the portraits of her around his house just appeared. And I was like, no, you went to the police sketch artist and got them to to paint those paintings. You commissioned those paintings. And he's like, oh, the more I saw your face in paintings that just popped up, the more I began to notice your soul. And I was like, you hadn't met her yet. You didn't know she existed, but no, she's got a soul. And he says, you and I are so alike, Laura, based on what? But this is working. She's looking into his eyes and feeling the anger leave her. She says, I adored it when he was open with me. It didn't come easy to him, and I appreciated the effort. This man made your reproductive choices for you. Uh, He kidnapped you, first of all. And then in said kidnap, he also orchestrated for a contraceptive implant to be put into your arm because Clearly his game plan was to be banging you soon enough. I know he said he'd give you 365 days, but clearly he knew where this was going. And I mean, this is a huge betrayal, but she's fallen in love with him. She adores it when he's being open. It's like if you were married to a serial killer for years and you never knew, and then they finally told you like, oh honey, I've been killing homeless people and dumping their bodies in the lake hope you don't mind. And they're like, oh, thank you so much for telling me. It's nice that we can share this. No, your reaction is that's fucked and get out of my house. I don't know why that's the first example that came to my head, but he has killed people. So is it much of a stretch? No, God, this has got me flustered. I thought it was the sex scene that would get me flustered, you know, with the warm wave and the sweet seed and the spilling into her vagina. But no, it's more her reactions that are getting me really flustered. I just can't make sense of it. And so, yep, he must still be in her because then his hips start moving gently and she feels him getting harder and harder inside her again. (sighs) And he's still talking. I was for a second there thinking, oh, well, at least they're going to go for round two. He'll shut up. But no, he doesn't shut up. He says, that first night I watched you until the sun came up. I could feel your scent 
Okay, well, you would smell it. You wouldn't feel it. You were alive, real, and you were right there next to me. I couldn't believe it. I had this irrational fear that when I came back, you wouldn't be there anymore. Is this meant to be romantic? Are any of you getting fooled by this? But then his voice grows sad and apologetic. So she starts thinking about the fact that she is there against her will, which is a nice bit of clarity. And she thinks that the truth is, if not for the fear, she would have slipped away at the first opportunity. Well, she had, she had plenty of opportunities. She really did. There was that boat with the key sitting right there. But no, she would have slipped away if it weren't for the fear. And she doesn't want to listen anymore. She's like, oh, it's made me remember that all of what was happening was not what I had wanted. Like, I get the sentiment behind that sentence, but let's just take a moment to read that out again. It made me remember that all of what was happening was not what I had wanted. What a bloody word jumble that is. And she starts thinking about how cruel, brutal, and ruthless the man in black could be. She saw him wear black clothes once, and that's a nickname that stuck. (sighs) But then she thinks, not that he had ever been like that to me, as in cruel, brutal, and ruthless. Um, yes, he has. He, like, tied you to the car seat the other day. He made you board a tiny little plane, which you're terrified of. He banged a sex worker against your naked body whilst you were tied up. I mean, does that not seem cruel, brutal, and ruthless? Uh, Not to mention the fact that, yeah, he killed someone. But she does start thinking about it. So there's fury rising inside of her. And then he looks at her and he freezes and he's like, oh, what's happening, Laura? Like he's finally noticed that she's not into it. Like it doesn't take a genius. And she says, you don't want to know. Now get off me already. But then his eyes grow cold and she's like, oh, well, fighting him's useless. So she says, I want to be on top. And so he's like, oh, all right. So he flips them over. And he says, I'm all yours. I don't know what made you so angry, but if you need some control over me to calm down, here you go. Yeah, because nothing helps a woman calm down like saying calm down. I've watched enough Real Housewives to know that that's always a bad idea. But then he says, the gun is in the drawer on the left. The safety's off. Uh, what? So then slowly she rose above him, but then falls back down onto his hard cock. Uh, okay. Don't know why that was necessary to include that in, but okay. So then she's just like, I guess, riding his phallus. (laughs) But also she's squeezing his cheeks like a vice and squeezing hard. And I think she means face cheeks, not butt cheeks. So she's just like clamping onto his face, I, I assume. And she says she wanted to punish him for everything, hurt him. And she only knew one way to do that. So since she's just said that there's a gun in the drawer with the safety off and she didn't acknowledge that sentence, uh, but now she's saying she wants to hurt him and punish him and there's only one way for her to do that, we can presume that she's going to grab the gun and threaten him with it at least, right? So she pushes herself up, uh, I guess off, off of his phallus. And then she goes to find the bathrobe by the door. So I guess she's like full off at this point because she says that his seed was dripping down her legs. 
She drags her finger through the cum that's dripping down her legs. Uh, She calls it... Okay, let me just read it out. This is disgusting. His seed was dripping down my legs. I dragged my finger through it, gathering some of the sticky cum and licked it off my finger, keeping my eyes trained on the man in black. His prick started to throb. Who boy. And she says, you're sweet, want to try it. So he, so he is sweet. Okay. That's something. We've learned something. And he says, I'm not a fan of my own taste, so I'm going to have to pass. And he's like disgusted. So I'm not a fan of my own taste. That clearly indicates that he's tried it, which is, which is kind of hot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, where's the gun coming into this, Laura? So then she does grab the gun. She pulls the gun out of the drawer and he's staring at her being like, I know you wouldn't dare. And she's like, yeah, he's right. Of course I wouldn't dare. And then she also finds a sleeping mask in the drawer. And she says, now we're going to have some fun, Don Massimo. And I really don't know where any of this is going. Bitch has a gun with the safety off and a naked man on the bed. Just shoot the motherfucker. Like, didn't she try and shoot him not that long ago? And he was like, you silly girl, the safety's on. And now the safety's off. Now she's got a gun and she's, she's using it to blackmail him into licking his own cum. That's what's happening here. So she's squeezing his face again. And I guess she has the gun in the other hand. Unsure the status of the cum leaking out of her vagina, but... She says, you've kidnapped me, kept me against my will and threatened my family. You have taken everything I have from me. And even though I find you irresistible, (laughs) I still hate you, Massimo. And I want you to know how it feels to be made to do things you don't want to do. So then she slaps him and he says, again. So she slaps him again. And then she grabs his chin and she slides up his body, I guess. And then, uh, and then her, uh, I apologize for anyone who has to hear this, but she says my wet, uh, then I slid up my wet clit hovering above his head. And she says, suck it, brushing it against his lips. And she says, I knew he wouldn't be happy about having to taste himself, but that was the only reason I decided to do this in the first place. So this, this was her big plan. Get the gun, get the face mask, just so she could force him to to lick his cum out of her. It seems needlessly complicated when she has a gun in her hand, but okay. This is just so bizarre. And when he didn't react, she lowered her moist She lowered her moist pussy to his mouth. Something, something, something. Uh And then, okay, then she's on the brink of an orgasm. And then he's licking, licking something and purring, I guess. I guess he's purring. Uh, Something, something, entering her snatch. Okay. Uh, His his cock was hard and and fit her pussy perfectly. I thought two fingers fit her pussy perfectly, but now. Okay, uh, I guess she's stretched. Um. I guess he got over his fear of tasting his own cum, by the way, because he's really into it at the moment. She gets him into a position where she has control and it allows for very deep penetration. Okay, thanks for, thanks for the hot tip, Blanca. 
and she's grabbing him by the hair and starting to rub her clit against his belly. Why am I reading this? Uh, and then she's fucking him, holding him by the hair with one hand and the throat by the other. So I guess she's put the gun down. I guess she's put the gun down. Um, something, something, something. She slaps him again. Uh, and she says, come. Uh, and she hits him again. And then the man in black filled her to the brim. I thought her brim had been filled at this point, but now she's now getting filled to the brim. But she doesn't want to come just yet. And he's like, yeah, I know. Hit me. Uh, and once she hits him, that's when she feels a tsunami wave of orgasm rolling over her. A tsunami. Which just feels like she's exaggerating a fair bit. But no, it's a tsunami. Uh, body is spasming, etc., etc. Then she grows limp and collapses in a heap, etc., etc. Oh, and she must have tied up his hands with the bathrobe. The old bathrobe sash. Really getting a good use out of the bathrobe sash in these books. But she had tied up his hands. Uh, and she realizes that his hands are already free. And she says, why didn't you use your hands earlier if they were already untied? And he says, oh, because I knew I must have said something that angered you. So I decided to allow you to blow off some steam. I was certain you wouldn't do me any harm. Okay. I mean, she could have shot you, but yep, sure. And then, okay. Guess what they do? They go and have a shower. So while he's washing her, he says, you're very aggressive. It turns you on baby girl, doesn't it? Stop calling her baby girl. And she's like, "Uh, I just like rough sex, I guess, as she grabs his testicles. Man, this, this is just something else. So then she's fondling his balls and she says, it's only a bit of fun, not a matter of life and death, which I mean, it could have been if you just shot the motherfucker. But then he says, we'll be happy together, Laura. You'll see. And then he kisses her on the forehead. And that's the end of the chapter. And yuck. So I know we had a lot of buildup over the past eight chapters leading up to their first P in V encounter. But here it is. And it was disgusting. And I hated it. And I wish I'd never read it. And as much as I make fun of them for always having showers. I think I need to go and have a shower after reading that. So I'll see you next week. Bye. Send your burning thoughts, frustrations, and grievances on this latest chapter of this shitty book to breakingdownpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at podbreakingdown and Instagram at breakingdownbadbooks. You can visit www.breakingdownbadbooks.com for all the listen links, contact information, merch, and more. To support the show on Patreon and gain access to exclusive ad-free bonus episodes, visit patreon.com slash breakingdownbadbooks. Ratings and reviews on your preferred podcast platform are also a fun, free way to support the show. Breaking Down Bad Books is hosted by me, Nathan Brown, who you can follow on Instagram and Twitter at NathanBrown90. Thanks for listening and happy reading. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.